Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome back to the Service Business Mastery Podcast. If you are going to follow the live stream, I may have changed the time on you a couple times today, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, don't know what I was doing, don't know what I was thinking, but uh, had the wrong time out there. So hopefully you guys, if anyone wants to catch this, can still catch it. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about, it's actually Mental Health Month. Um, so for Tersh, who did not know that, it's Mental Health Month. I did not. Um, and we're going to be talking with uh, Jennifer, who is the co-owner of Clements Electric and founder of League of Contractors, which we'll get into a little bit later in the show. But we're going to be talking about um, her journey of sharing her daughter's story and what it's done to help uh, actually grow their business by that vulnerability and, and sharing and relating to other people. And um, we didn't ask her a lot about that before the show. We figured we kind of just like everyone that's listening, learn the story and, and hear the story ourselves. And, um, but I don't know if Tersh, if you have anything to add about mental health and well, and I, how that I plays find a part that in it's um, an interesting fact that 72% of entrepreneurs um, are dealing directly or indirectly um, with, mental health issues. Uh, whereas the general population who are not entrepreneurs, uh, is only at like 48%. So that's a wild, wild statistic. And I, I get it a hundred percent too, because, um, I don't know if anybody really pays attention to this or remembers that I went to school for psychology and, um, mental health. I, I really wanted to understand the reason why, uh, my team members think the way they do. And so that's why I went to school for that after I was already an entrepreneur and I have, we have life coaches, Julie and I have coaches, um, within our, ourselves, our both business and personal life. And that's definitely mental health is something as a business owner and even a business manager and, and technicians, it's something that you have to deal with. Like you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So, yeah. That's what I, that's all I have to say on that. And no, I didn't know it was May. I didn't even really realize what month it is, honestly. Surprise! <laughs> cool. So awesome. let's get, let's get ready to start. Let's get started with today's show. I thought you were going to say something else, Josh, but apparently we're No, not, I was uh, going to get started. I was waiting yeah. for you to use your press uh, okay. buttons. Yeah, here we go. Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh. Hey, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Um, hey. Good to have you on. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. I'm super excited and stoked to be here and just share a little bit of um, mental health. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, kind of what makes it relevant in your life uh, to talk about this. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'll start with the fact that my dad and I co-own and operate Clements Electric. We're located in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We service 
all of DFW. Um, I came on board in 2006 after I got out of the military, um, took in a co-owner, uh, co-operator role in 2016 and uh, hit the ground running. I had my first kid um, in 2006 after getting out of the military. Um, and I've got three amazing daughters uh, from 16, 11, eight, and a son who's eight as well. So uh, super exciting, busy life. Um, but yeah, so we, my oldest is the one who has had the most challenges with mental health. And um, that's what I'm here to talk to you guys about today. Awesome. So it, like we told you before the show, obviously you can share what you feel comfortable sharing, but um, you, yeah. met, you mentioned to us that getting into and, and, and sharing the, the struggles of mental health with your daughter and stuff like that's actually helped you guys as a business. Can you go into that absolutely. a little bit? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the first time we ever realized that she had a mental health problem, she had a mental breakdown. Um, I, we as adults use that phrase loosely and often I feel like is, Oh, I'm having a mental breakdown, but until you have heard it and seen it on an 11 year old's face, you will never truly understand what that phrase means. Um, so I challenge people to not use the statement unless you have are one truly experiencing it or have seen it and experienced it. Um, because there's, it's almost like you're taking away the validity of the statement when, oh, when yeah. you overuse it. Mm -hmm. um, so she had a mental breakdown um, and I remember standing in her doorway and she had tears streaming on her face and she was legit begging me to let her kill herself. Mm. She was, did not want to live anymore. And as a parent, you're devastated, you're crushed, and you have no idea where to go. Yeah. Um, there's a million things that hit you at that at that time. And I can still feel that doorway. I can still feel the cold of the doorway against my arm as I was leaning on that door frame because that was the only thing holding me up. Mm -hmm. um, and I held her, comforted her, and then you go into what's next. Yeah. So we um, obviously I slept with her. I cared for her throughout the night. And then it was pediatrician in the morning. Pediatrician said, you need to go to your children's hospital. Um, you need an evaluation. We did that from there. They gave us a long list of resources. Um, and then through that list of resources and this day at the hospital, we realized where the mental health breakdown came from. She was, and at that time I was commuting a lot for work. Um, we lived an hour and 15 minutes from the actual office building that I was going to. So that means your kids obviously ride the bus. Mm -hmm. um, they were riding the bus to school and home from school. So I would wait in the driveway when they got picked up, I would pull out and I would go to work. Um, they would obviously make it home before I did. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs renewal parents that do oh, that yeah. because we are just trying to make it in all honesty and we are absolutely doing what we know and what we believe is best and we trust our community that they have our backs for our kids yeah. and, and and we have that trust because one it's kind of like it's the only option we've got and two why would we not trust exactly. somebody or something that's built for our children mm -hmm. so Riding the bus, we actually found out that she was the target of um, of some serious bullying. The, I mean, she was hearing things from kids on the bus that were, you know, if your parents loved you, they'd be home when you got home. So Seriously. why don't you take advantage? Mm -hmm. If um, since your mom's not home, why don't you go ahead and kill yourself now so that 
because your mom, if she was home, she'd care about you. Like the things that these children were feeling from their own home lives, they were projecting onto my child. And that's crazy. Mm -hmm. No repercussion from the school system. Um, and so, and they talk about this, like, like they talk about it a lot, all the time about, you know, like, we're not going to tolerate bullying and all this other good mm -hmm. stuff. But then whenever they're presented with it for them not to do anything mm -hmm. at all, that's mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. Or to punish the child's or to educate the children or, Hey, let's, let's pull the bullies off the bus and educate them about what you're doing to other students brain wise, not necessarily that you need to be punished, but let's educate you. Yeah. Like, let's give you some resources. Cause obviously you're dealing with some of your own stuff at home. That's not being addressed. So we, after learning all of this, um, obviously I went, I, I pulled my kid out from the district. She had started a mental health program, which mental health programs don't, have normal school hours. Um, they have weird hours. They have weird start times, weird end times, transportation sometimes, transportation no other times. And at that point in time, I was like, I'm not putting my kid on anything. Yeah. I mean, I was so guarded for her that I was not willing to put her on, on another unsupervised ride anywhere. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and I was the only one answering the phones at the time to, for scheduling. Um, it was just me and my dad. We were a lot smaller than what we are now. So I don't, we didn't have the resources. So um, we partnered with a, an amazing company at the time that for our software, it was called House Call Pro. And they had just launched this awesome thing called online booking. <laughs> so you could go in and schedule your own appointment online, which saved our ass. Yeah. Like, honestly, a hundred percent. Because when I was in the car and I spent so much of my day driving her to appointments, to therapy, to I drop her off, know I could go in to go to work, laser focus, get some work done, and then okay, I got a plan to leave and go here. Well the phone's still gonna ring while you're in the car. So instead of it going to voicemail, I would answer the phone and I would be incredibly honest. And I had a gut feeling of like, this is gonna go one of two ways, right? Oh, you got a 50-50 yeah. split. People are either gonna be like, this lady's nuts and crazy and she's got way too many um, way too many issues for me to wanna do business with her. Or two, they're gonna have empathy and relate because they're human and know that we're not a corporate person yeah. and know that we are relatable and that we all have struggles. And I'm gonna be honest with you that I'm going through one. And it was the second one. I did you ever grew, serious did, did did you ever experience a time where it was the the first where somebody was like oh, no right never no. yeah no I'm not on any of those phone calls that I was honest with um no and 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 if and even if they didn't book after I talked to them on the phone they never vocally expressed their negativity towards yeah them. so maybe they didn't go online and book but they weren't like hateful yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, They're understanding. which is surprising, right? Like, but the vulnerability behind what I did is something that people are like, so frown away from. So we're like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Corporate doesn't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and it was like, mm, so let many, me try something. So many people it. want to appear to be larger than what they are. Whereas mm -hmm. that in that scenario, it was at, it was your advantage um, yeah. to, be the size that you are, be the vulnerable person uh, that mm -hmm. you are. 
So Jennifer, yeah. can I and so can I ask you sure. a, can I ask you an opinion based sure. question? So mm -hmm. do you feel so like your your story about the stuff that happens during school between classes, you know, all the, this is like I feel when the kids that do the bowling do their bowling, right? When the teacher's backs turn yes. and yes. do you feel like our schools are like especially public schools and some of this thing, and I don't want to throw all public schools into a bucket, but they're like, mm -hmm. they don't know how to handle this. I feel like this story happened. Yeah. And I mean, we see documentaries, we see different shows and, and things online. And I feel like, I think there was, uh, oh, and I can't remember. It was a really good Netflix show, uh, 13 Reasons Why, I think. Yeah. yeah. Really which well honestly, done. Which is honestly, I've never watched because it's too close to my sure. heart. Um, there's a lot of things on TV that I just, I shy away from, um, just for the pure fact that, uh, it could have been me. Yeah. And, yeah. um, well, for people, and that's my point is yeah. my question is, do you feel like the schools just like, they, like, they don't know how to handle these situations. Like they just, they want to be educators of the curriculum that they're assigned. And that's like, they, outside of that, they just don't have the resources to actually handle this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mental health is not addressed in school systems. Um, I, you know, uh, there's so many things in classes that need to be added to the public schools and mental health is one of them. Um, I, there's so many resources that are lacking and teachers absolutely are doing the best that they can, but why don't we take away the state testing and, and add in a mental health program? Because our society is going to benefit from being out of, benefit from being taught how to handle an anxiety feeling versus how to take a stupid test. Because let me tell you, there's more value in knowing, hey, this feeling is not permanent, than I made an 80 on a test. Yeah. Or I made I made a test that shows that my teacher taught me what she said she taught me. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do not, and here's the thing about me as a parent, I do not expect perfection for my children. I do not expect perfect attendance. I do not expect you to wake up in a perfect mood. I do not expect, you to be in all of these sports and all of the things, but I do expect you to be a kind human. And if you start to fail at being a kind human, that's where the disciplinary comes in. That's the tried and true value and stigma that we live in, in our home daily. We do not yell. We, there is no violence. There is no rest, like wrestling. Like we ask, can I give you a hug? I would like to give you a hug. May I like, we ask permission before giving a simple hug. We, there's so many things that I've learned just from traveling with my daughter through her mental health journey that are simple, but matter. And no, I don't think the school systems are um, one, they don't have the budget for it. Um, two state regulations need to back the fuck off with the testing. And um, I agree <laughs> and, and do more and do more with mental health. Um, and they cause stress with those with the testing. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. my kids just went through this the testing and for three weeks that's all we heard about. And it's like if you're stressed, mm -hmm. I mean if you're gonna put this kind of pressure on kids at this point in the in the school year, mm -hmm. you failed the rest of the year. Like, why mm -hmm. stress them out right now? Like, don't put mm -hmm. all of this pressure on the kids and I get it. Like I, I understand that that's how they get their budgets and that's how they get their grading system. That's how they're measured yeah. and everything and, else. And, yeah. Which is not obviously not good. Um, because mm -hmm. I mean, I have kids that are advanced one that's a, a year ahead in most of his subjects. And, um, I mean, he was stressed and I'm like, seriously, man, like 
you're going to ace this thing because mm -hmm. you are legit taking the next year's math and social studies courses already. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, but they still were, were putting a lot of pressure on him to make sure that he performed his best on this yeah. test. Yeah. And I even told my 11 year old who was prepping um, for the state testing, she was like, I'm going to fail. Dad's going to be mad at me if we fail. And I was like, I'm not. I was like, let the school call me. I would love to tell them that you have made A, B, honor roll all year long and I don't give a shit about the test and they could shove it with a sun dope <laughs> Like, right? I don't care. Like, I, you being a good human is all I care about. Do you know how to love others? Do you know how to identify when someone's having a bad day? Do you know how to view someone who has no friends on the playground and approach them? Do you know how to start a conversation with someone? Like, that's what I care about. That's what matters. Because... Everything else you can learn if you need to learn it or want to learn it. But no, the schools are not prepared. They're, they they honestly are not prepared for a generation where there is no escaping. There is no escape anymore. I mean, yeah. they're, they bring it they well, bring it home. They have their phones. Their, I mean, that stuff oh, literally mm -hmm. through Snapchat yep. and all these other apps that yep. they use, it it just continues on with them. The day's over. Mm -hmm. They don't get that break mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -mm. <laughs> like no. it's it's just it's nonstop. Like I mean, there's there, there's been uh, our, our fourteen year old goes through uh, times where it's I mean, literally, you, you talk to your friends all day at school, you see them all day at school, you're still talking all the way until bedtime, and then you wake up and you talk to them mm -hmm. again. It's like there's like we used to have breaks. We used to like go play yes. with the kids in our own neighborhood who didn't necessarily mm -hmm. go to weren't in our grade or didn't go to our school or whatever. Like you took breaks. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to be mm -hmm. plugged in all the time to this stuff, and it's just. It's, 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 it's like hard to figure out how to like pull them, like show them it's okay. So like, yeah, it's okay to put this thing down. This doesn't mm -hmm. can define your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. It's easier said than done to kids. It is. Sometimes. It is. Especially with kids. I mean, even adults, sometimes they like, you, you walk around and they're like this, they walk down yeah. like this the whole time. They don't even know. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what's going on around them. Walking inside. No. <laughs> Uh, right, is yeah. there, Jennifer, True is story. there, uh, for the people who are listening, mm -hmm. is there some way like looking back that you could have like, okay, so if I noticed this at this time or this, or like, f or advice for anyone else that may have a child that, that they don't think they're going through any issue, but maybe they are, is there something they can be looking at? Absolutely. So one of the big signs for us with was, was for her was withdrawal. Um, teenagers do it. Um, it's just a natural thing. Parents aren't cool anymore. They know everything. They might as well move out. Um, yeah, exactly. So like they, she withdrew quite a bit. Um, she talked less. She interacted less. Um, her appetite went down. Um, with other kids, their appetite will go up because they're eating their feelings. Um, for her, it was, she was avoiding eating because no food allowed in your room. And that meant that you had to eat at the table. And if you were at the table, you had to be around Sorry, us and mom was going to ask you questions. And that wasn't okay. Um, and then the other thing was, is asking better questions for your kids. I was really, really, really bad at this. I Can you give some examples of that? Because I, I feel like sometimes mm -hmm. I don't quite know what to, like, <laughs> you ask the normal questions, but if they don't give you anything, like, how do you dig deeper without being a total pain to them like how do you dig right. like dig deeper with good questions right. that they actually have to give you something right so for me it was who'd you sit with at lunch and they would tell me okay who sat across from you at lunch okay 
what activity throughout the day did you enjoy the most? Mm. But you can't tell me the activity you told me yesterday has to be a new mm -hmm. one. What is it? Um, and then I got this really awesome, cool conversation deck. It's by a company called Best Co. And it's a deck of cards that legit sat on the table. And we would they would draw a card and read it and everyone had to answer it. And it was mm. stuff from, if you want a million dollars, what would you spend it on? Um, if you had one person at school that you didn't like, who is it and why? Um, I mean, but there's conversation cards in there that help you learn how to communicate better with your kids and make your kids understand that you are one, not going to scream at them, not raise your voice, you're calm and you're understanding. And your conversations can be more of like a debate style where you go back and forth. You don't have to agree with everything that's coming out of their mouth, but you've got to at least hear them. Don't be combative. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things I sucked at as, with her um, was taking the time to be like, Okay. And just saying that, like, I didn't have to say I don't agree. I didn't have to. Yeah, there was absolutely no judgment behind any of it. And I had to learn that. And then one of the other things is um, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of different versions of it, but it's called the M&M game. And so you go and you buy a big bag of M&Ms. Everybody takes a handful. And based on the color of the M&M, there's different questions that go with it. So mm. what's one negative thing that happened to you today that you want to talk about? What's one positive thing you want to talk about? What's one awkward thing you don't want to talk about? What's one embarrassing thing you don't want to talk about? Um, name something that makes you feel happy. Uh, tell me, tell me a funny memory that you have of us from the summer. Like it's really weird stuff, but like you've got to communicate with them on their level and you've got to drill into these questions. You can't just take their answer of good. Yeah. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. What part of your day was good and, and why do you call it good? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, can I interject something here, Jennifer? Sure. So, uh, what you're describing also for for those, who, and I've I've done this for years, and I didn't do it for that reason. Um, if you force them to recall situ situations throughout their day, they become amazing storytellers because mm -hmm. they have to re relive that entire emotion and everything else. And that's the reason that I did it and forcing them because that's, I was like, Josh, I, I was like, I don't want to keep asking you what you learned today. Um, mm -hmm. What did you have a good day at school? Yes. I had a good day at school. Okay. Bye. It's I'm all back. I'm, I'm yep, back good. at mm -hmm. my, you know, go back to my desk and work. Um, asking them those deep, those probing questions that are that are not necessarily prying questions it's just questions mm -hmm. that force them to think especially if they've gotten off the bus so our kids um our, their bus drive used to be an hour almost hour and a half now it's a, they're the first kids to get dropped off from school and mm -hmm. um but they were just mentally zombies they were exhausted mm -hmm. from the ride mm -hmm. home the long mm -hmm. day at school and uh you'd say how was your day and they're like uh good and then they would just go mm -hmm. to their rooms or go mm -hmm. outside and play and mm -hmm. my wife julie and i we were like she's super into like she wasn't ever gonna think that was okay but me i was like okay if they're if if they have an issue they'll come to me if they don't have an issue mm -hmm. they won't come to me and uh and i knew that wasn't right but that was just me being lazy honestly um but mm -hmm. then it was like okay I have to stop. I have to ask these deep probing questions and I still joke around with them and I'll say, you know, what'd you, yeah. what'd you learn today? And they'll say nothing. I'll say, well, then why do I pay for you to go to school then? And they're like, mm -hmm. you shouldn't, you should just let me stay home. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <Okay>. You're so <laughs> right. <laughs> but but it's yeah. it's them knowing that it's like you're not getting in trouble. You're and don't be afraid if you had a bad situation today, like to tell mm-hmm. us, because they yeah. do that, and we go to bat for them, and we've gone yes. to bat for them, and even if yes. they were wrong in the scenario, at least we they mm-hmm. knew that we were good to bat for them, you know, uh, yeah. up front, and we'd have a full conversation about it. Yeah. And the other thing I challenge you to do too, as a parent, um, is have lunch with your kid once every six weeks or once every nine weeks, whatever, whatever your school district is set up with, go and sit with your child at lunch. If it's elementary school, typically you guys sit by yourselves, but you're still going to see, they're gonna be like, Oh, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so you're going to learn who your child's network is at school. Mm. Um, and then when they get to middle school and you sit at the table with them, all of their friends congregate because you're the mom and the parent that showed up. Have lunch with them once every six weeks. Take that time off. Have your lunch break with that child. Eat lunch with them um, and figure out what's going on in their world. And not, and I guarantee you, you're going to talk more to all of those kids at that middle school table than you are your own kid, but you're going to know that circle. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to be like, hey, what did Sarah do today? Or, hey, I saw Sarah. She had a really cute outfit on. Or like know your kid's circle. And that was my, one of my failures was I didn't know my kid's circle and she was falling into, because she was retreating, she was falling more into that crowd of the kids who seclude themselves mm. instead of the kids that engage in their surroundings. And so that's a huge takeaway for me that I do now. I just went and had lunch with my fifth grader yesterday and I will have lunch, lunch with my second grader um, tomorrow. So like get to know, that table and that network and they're going to tell you who your friends are and then they will also point out to you that's the mean one Mm. or you know whatever and having lunch yesterday with my 11 year old i was there's a little girl that walked by and i was like that was a cute dress she has on and my middle one she goes that's what i told her it's a cute dress i was like (laughs) proud of you like just simple things like that 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 matter so i challenge you as a parent one get the conversation cards. If you print them off online, find them on Pinterest, create, write them on the popsicle sticks and have a popsicle game. Like it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to buy that. Um, have the kids come up with their own questions for you. Um, and it goes back and forth because the more, let, the way that I put it is let's face it. We're not raising kids. We're raising adults. <laughs> we're not raising children to go out to the world and be children. We're raising children to be adults. And so if we do not raise them to adequately, engage in their environment around they're never going to succeed they're going to be a failure to launch they're not going to leave your house so you've got to um build that relationship of communication with them so that they don't seclude and when something serious is happening they can come to you and talk to you about it because it's not a big deal because you've already had the awkward conversations of i've had a shitty day and that's okay yeah Yeah. and it is it is okay but go ahead josh go ahead yeah, I was so I was gonna I was gonna tie this so your experience. So this was what five five ish years ago, roughly? Is you sixteen yeah, about okay. five years ago? So yeah, ha- almost 16. have you taken what you've learned from your own experience and applied it to how you interact with team members at your business or how has that impacted your business? It's impacted my business with the fact that I'm just real with them on every aspect. I don't hide anything from my team members. Um, you know, situations with my divorce, I'm honest with, um, situations with my kids, I'm honest with, um, my staff even is, Hey, how is she doing? How is everything going? When do you see her again? Um, 
you know, and, and Hannah is putting in some serious work um, to maintain and be successful. She is um, at a boarding school right now, actually. Um, so hopefully she'll get to come home soon, but um, she's putting in the work every day. And I am just like there again, it's just that communication point of you can like, Hey, I've got a team member who seems a little bit off. What's going on? Like, do I, I'll send you a private message. Hey, you seemed a little short this morning. Just letting you know I'm here if you want to talk. Um, but I just wanted to let you know I noticed it's not a bad thing. I just want to let you know that Yeah. I'm just, just, I'm just aware of it. You know, and then they're like, dang, she cares. She noticed I was off today or that I was short or that I was fast paced because I was running late because I woke up late because I stayed up late. Like it's, you don't necessarily have to call everybody out with a write up. You can just notice something in a text message and say, Hey, you okay? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Yeah, no, I think that's super important because now obviously we, we talk about HVAC a lot because church is from the HVAC world on from HVAC it's summer. It's here, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's getting hot everywhere. And this is the time of year when a lot of things will go unnoticed because yeah. it's balls to the walls. It's 12, 14, 16 hour days. It's weekends. It's mm -hmm. just get it done yeah. type of mentality. And I absolutely and I think, and so is there some some stuff when it gets busy like this that you would give some advice to people as far as to like just checking in or, or anything that you could give to the business owners or managers listening? Yeah. So actually one of the biggest things, biggest takeaways I actually got, um, was from a really good friend of mine. Name's Cassie pound. I don't know if she's been on with you guys or not. She's been on. Um, yeah, <laughs> you there you Cassie. go. Cassie, she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Cassie's awesome. So one of the big things that I take from her is she actually pours into the, to the home of her technician. So she, every summer she creates a thank you. Hey, I know we are taking a lot from your home and I want to recognize you as a support person. And she puts together a gift or a gift bag or gift basket, whatever you want to call it. But she puts together a recognition item and says, I'm recognizing that you're putting in more work because I'm taking your person. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank I you for that. that. And she, she is amazing at recognizing that support is important. And so I challenge you as a business owner to make sure that you don't forget the people. And military is also really good about this as well. It's called the FRG. It's the family group readiness. Um, there's a whole thing behind the military um, that reaches out to the support, the family group readiness that supports the family behind the military, because without that support, your soldier's not going to be as good. So if your technician is stressed out because they're missing crap at home, because their wife's giving them a hard time, they're not going to be performing at home or at work. They're, they're just not. They're going to be, I need to get home. I want to go home. I want to clock out early. I've got to clock out early. You're going to have more issues with that technician and more friction points with that technician if you're not supporting what it is they need to do at home. So recognize their support systems tell their support systems thank you have a summer kickoff party and say we're about to go into the summertime we just want to thank you put together a something whether it's a mug or um a gift card or free babysitting i don't know like whatever you think you can do for your business to support that to make sure that you lessen that friction point between you and your technician because at home is handled and settled and at home feels appreciated so um yeah, as business owners and going into the summer and going into our busy season, you've got to really just be mindful of maybe why that technician you're having friction points with them is maybe because at home, they're not home as much. Um, 
and they're, they're not used to it or they just recently got married and so that's a reason why they're not used to it or they've come from a different company and things are new like don't just assume things have conversations um have write thank you notes um really just acknowledge that support system for that i mean we do teacher appreciation right i mean when we are so grateful for our teachers and we support our teachers why is there not just like in the military, there's that family group readiness support, and we we celebrate that support unit. There's family that mandatory family fun day. I hated that. <laughs> yeah. I hated that whole day. But um, <laughs> but so uh, they wait, are you, uh, they're putting in the work. That's a great point that you mentioned there, uh, Jennifer. The fact that you like we've anybody that's been in the military that's gone to family day, you know, sometimes they're good. Sometimes it's like, oh shoot me like this mm -hmm. is horrible yeah. i don't want to be here yeah. um mm -mm. how do you avoid that within your business if you're going to do like a summer kickoff like because sometimes uh the larger we get the larger we've gotten um sometimes it's like that's not my cup of tea i don't want to be penalized if i don't show up and i'm like so that's cool, dude. at a bare minimum they're at a bare minimum I require my staff to show up. Whether your support team shows up or not, that's completely up to you. Um, but and the other way that I do that is I create that relationship with with the their support. I call them directly and introduce myself. Oh yeah, and thank them for sharing their spouse or their partner or their son or their daughter with my company. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you. I know I'm probably somebody that you hear a lot about, but I did want to introduce myself and say, thank you. Hopefully it's all in good um, ways. I was going to say right. and, and probably not. And probably not. And that's okay. But that's something different that I do. So I am very much like do against the grain things. Mm -hmm. Because that's where your successes are. Because when you're going against the grain, you're making a mark. Yep. And if you're making a mark, you're going to stand out. So just like I was open and honest with people who were calling me and I'm like, hey, I'm on my way to my daughter's mental health um, pickup. Can you please book online if I text that to you right now? Or can you please just go to our website, Clement Electric, and click that online booking and then book your appointment. And then I will call and confirm when I get back into the office. Um just like reaching out and saying, Hey, we're doing a kickoff. I just want to say thank you. Or you don't have a kickoff and you just send them home with a gift basket. Yeah. Um, just, you know, and, and a lot of times too, with men, men don't communicate. And so if you even put your oh, personal cell phone number in there, yeah, yeah I love y'all. Y'all are full of shit. Um, <laughs> but so even true, if you though. put your purse, honestly, like women are better at keeping details. So if your spouse, um, at home keeps the details for you, put your personal cell phone number in that thank you card that you said and his, hey, if there's any important dates that you think that your spouse needs to take off for that we may need to remind them about, text them to me. I'll be more than happy to make sure that they're off for those. Mm -hmm. those are and they're like, oh crap, they care. <laughs> they, they care. They care that my kid um, has graduation or my kid has field day or um, we've got a gender reveal or we've got an ultrasound or whatever you've got going on. Mm -hmm. Text it to me because he may be so worried and concerned about making money that I'm like, no, for your mental health, so that you don't feel guilty later on, I'm scheduling you off for four hours so you can go to the ultrasound appointment. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you've got going on, you just create that open communication, create the, the, the create some type of like openness with a boundary yeah. um, that you're, that you are willing to do. And um, yeah, that's great. That, yeah. That so when we do our onboarding, we'll ask for for dates and we preface it like, hey, 
you know, what's your anniversary? We're going, just so you know, we're going to send your, we're going to send flowers to your house. Um, they're going to be mm -hmm. from you. Um, and so you don't have to, to sweat that. And uh, mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where it's like, we're constantly trying to make sure that we're sending things to the family and having that conversation. Uh, I had one technician one time, this has been a couple of years ago, actually he was a dispatcher and um, he got home and his wife was super excited and everything else and, and like really bubbly. And he was like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I think I did mm -hmm. something wrong because mm -hmm. she's not supposed to be this happy. Uh, mm -hmm. And he gets over that to, to their, they have like a sofa table. He sent me a picture of it, mm -hmm. a sofa table, and there were flowers on it. And he was like, who the hell sent you flowers? And he didn't mm -hmm. say it loud enough for her to really hear him. And mm -hmm. she was like, thanks for sending flowers today. Like she was in the kitchen or something behind mm -hmm. him. And he was like, oh, shit, I sent these. Um, and then he, he read the card and immediately he, he could tell that it was my verbiage. And uh, mm -hmm. he sent me a text and he was like, man, you saved me. Um, I completely <laughs> forgot this. And, right. uh, and I was like, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't remember either. I had it set up automatically as soon as you got hired. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, it's one of those things where it's like uh, those little and those little touches. That guy, mm -hmm. he doesn't work with us anymore. Um, and, mm -hmm. and it's a cool story. He was the announcer. He is the announcer for the Savannah Bananas baseball team. And, and what you're saying, going against the grain, um, doing Jesse Cole. He's the owner of Savannah Bananas. One of the things he says is if it's if it's normal, do the exact opposite. Doing business mm -hmm. differently is his thing. But anyways, um, he this this guy that was a dispatcher, he um, he his dream was to run a, a radio station. And he came to me and he was like, man, I, I got an opportunity to run this, these three stations, be the, the guy that runs them all. Uh, but I really love what I'm doing here. Like this, I didn't think I was going to like being a dispatcher, but I love talking to these people and everything else. And I was like, and I told him, I said, point blank, if you don't go, I'm going to fire you. And so he was like, all right, fine. And then he took it and he's loving it. I mean, loves it to death, but uh, he didn't want to leave whenever, whenever that opportunity came up, even though it's his, his lifelong dream. But uh, yeah, little things like that really, they do add up over time. It, it's a consistency thing though, too. You have to make sure you do it yeah. um, every time as often as, mm -hmm. as you can anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the other really cool things that we do um, is we've got a group text message that's going all day long with my technicians and it's simple things from sharing your sales tickets to sharing of a review to sharing that you put in a yard sign or work that you did being proud um, in that aspect and just, you know, giving each other a hard time and razzing each other and creating those inside jokes so that people want to have that camaraderie with you um, and to want to feel included. So um, I'm not perfect at it every day, but I did want to share what has worked for me and it's not traditional. It goes against the grain. Um, people want to be bigger, seem bigger, but sometimes showing who you really are is the best thing you can do. Yeah. 100%. And uh, I apologize for everybody in the chat because I completely ignored y'all today. Um, I did too. But <laughs> Everett, Everett said, uh, he said, uh, what a genuine and, and sincere uh, woman, uh, super brave. And thank you. Um, 
and somebody else who is i can't see who it is but they said um teaching communication skills uh should be part of school curriculum i wholeheartedly believe I that um and i was terrified to talk to anybody until well after high school and mm -hmm. um it's it's wild how uncomfortable i was talking to new people well, and strangers stigma with it right expect yeah. I, mean, honestly, I think it's the stigma even the stranger danger thing being a, like well, don't it, talk to people a, and being a guy like mm -hmm. if you talk about your feelings oh yeah that's there's it. a stigma that you're weak or you're you're not as mm -hmm. strong or something else and it's it's honestly it's quite literally the opposite since we're talking about opposites yeah. it's quite literally the opposite it's easier to hold it in sometimes than to like actually open up to somebody and let the feelings come out let the emotions come out um, yeah. so, I mean, that, that's hard work. You actually, you actually you put in the work to do that. And it's, mm -hmm. I love that you came on and shared this and, and continue to share it. I mean, we, the social, sure. the social networks are only so big, right? We all kind of follow of each other in a, one way or another. Yes. Um, so we, mm -hmm. we've seen your story, which I know has come with yourself with, you know, some, uh, um, personal transformation and stuff like that too, which mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Yeah. I love seeing that stuff. Um, yeah. I know we didn't. I'm a, I'm a very open, I'm a very open book. And I tell people that like, if you see something on one of my stories and you want to ask me a question, none of it offends me. Um, that's, that's part of what I've learned through the journey with my daughter is you've got to be able to allow people to ask you questions without being offended. Um, and if something does offend, I just won't answer you and be like, respectfully, I'm just not, I, that's just not something I can dig into. Um, but I'm an open book. I'm allow you to ask. And most of the time, I'm, I would say 95% of the time, I'm gonna have an answer for you of at least like, hey, this is this is what it is. So yeah, I mean, ask. Oh, I love that. Um, I think we're gonna have to do a part two and, and get yeah. into your app a little bit. Um, Absolutely. So I don't know if I'm gonna spoil that too much, but we can- Well, we can, can you tell, but before we end, can, little, yeah, give us a little teaser on that. All right, so League of Contractors, it's for contractors by contractors. It's a referral-based app where if you put up a referral, you can get paid. Well, it sounds like you've said that once or twice. <laughs> Potentially. Little, little pitch there. <laughs> Jim, we really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing everything. If anybody does it does not is not connected with you, what's the best way for that to happen? So I've got a um, I've got a public figure page called the Jennifer Clements. I also have my uh, regular Facebook page, which is just Jennifer Clements. I've got League of Contractors. You can also find that page, and then there's Clements Electric, um, our Clements Electric, obviously Facebook page. Um, I've got TikTok. Um, if you guys want to follow me on TikTok and also Instagram, um, I call life as it is. Um, I call the shots how I feel them. I'm very open, and a lot of times I make things that people tell me to take down. So. <laughs> You're going to have that sometimes. <laughs> that makes me even more interested in looking at it. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> cool. Well, we appreciate you being on the show today. And uh, if anybody has any questions or anything, don't hesitate to connect with Jen. Uh, if you um, if you have any questions for me, don't hesitate and ask me and Josh. Um, but with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful and safe week until we talk again next time. Now, I will tell you next week we will not be here because Josh will be going to a far, far away land and I'll be going to Podfest. So uh, we will not have a show, a live show next week, but we will still release an episode. But with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful and safe week and uh, we'll talk to you again next time. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery. 
Now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation, you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams. If this episode has been helpful to your business journey, don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and share it with other owners as well. Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.